0: Hey, welcome back to the Marking Out Network. This is Dean Walker. You can find me at 99 Dean Walker on all of your social medias, and of course, we are at Pod Marking Out on Instagram and Twitter, and at Marking Out Network on TikTok. So go ahead and follow us there. Leave a five-star rating and a review if you feel so inclined to. This is the Smackdown recap. So, Friday Night SmackDown started with the Grayson Waller Effect, the the talk show, or is it the Waller Effect? One of the two. Um, and it, the guests were the new United States champion, Rey Mysterio, alongside Santos Escobar of the LWO. And I think this was a good opening to SmackDown. It wasn't, uh, you know, th- there wasn't too many matches tonight. Uh, there was a few and, of course, the main one being Edge and Sheamus for his 25th anniversary. So, WWE was kind of just banking on that last main event. So, they didn't really throw too many matches in the card, especially on a, on a SmackDown. SmackDown is, uh, is pretty wrestling heavy. So, the fact that they only had a few, it kind of felt like a Monday Night Raw. There was more promos than anything tonight. And it started with one. But it was it was good because, so, Grayson Waller, right? He was trying to get under their skin because he's a heel. He was doing his job perfectly. And uh, so Grayson said, hey, Ray, you know, the fact that you are a legend. Why did you feel the need to take Santos's spot? Why do you have to make this all about yourself? You know, and then Santos kept trying to butt it and say, hey, you know, it's not like that. And Ray was trying to say, hey, you know. I'm I'm winning it for the LWO. I'm not winning it for myself. This doesn't it, it's not for me. I, I won this for Santos, I won this for the LWO, it's okay, don't you know, don't twist it. And then Waller was just digging deeper and deeper. And then right when Rey Mysterio and Santos were were right about to snap, that is when Austin Theory came out. And then Theory had a pretty decent promo. And I thought Theory looked like a like a fucking main star right here. And I could really see the potential. Uh, he was slipping off for a while. I think losing that belt lit something under his ass. So, whatever he needed to do to rejuvenate himself, I think it worked. I think it did help him a lot because whatever I saw in theory uh, a year ago or months ago, I can see tonight. So I think it was great. He came out, you know, talked some shit, saying that you know it's his belt, yada yada, yeah, right? All the normal stuff, and then. LA Knight came out and then LA Knight was like, "Hey, you know what? I think I deserve to have an opportunity, not you." So, then Adam Pearce came out, made the match official, and we had a number 1 contenders match for the United States Championship, and I thought it was a I think I thought it was a great match. I thought the two had a fantastic match. And then The Miz was also on ringside and, you know, helped distract him a bit cuz you need Uh, you need LA Knight to still be in this feud with the Miz. And I was going to hate on it. Like I said, when I first saw this, uh, a week or so ago, immediately I was like, ah, come on, you know, but I kind of like it. I think the promo they had on raw really sold me on it and I want to see more of it. And when the Miz came down, I I didn't mind it either. I was like, all right, where's this going to go? Um, and obviously, you know, it went the way that we all were thinking, which was Ms. Distraction. And they were going to continue their feud. Austin Theory is the new number one contender yet again. And he is going to face Rey Mysterio. Now, in the next match, we had Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair defeating the WWE Women's Champion Io Sky and Bayley. Uh, The match was fine. Uh, It was, I think it ran about 13 or so minutes. Now, that is a pretty significant amount of time for the WWE and the Women's Division because I feel like lately they've just been kind of chillaxing on the Women's Division. Uh, Maybe, this is my theory that they were banking really hard on the Four Horsewomen for so long that they didn't create too, too many new stars um, underneath them, and that kind of led to a little bit of a drought. And, uh, you know, I think we're seeing just a tiny bit of that drought. Now, there's a there's a ton in NXT, and yeah, there's a ton right now, but there there's something that is just kind of slightly off lately, and they're just not really banking on it too much, but... I mean, 13, 14 minutes, whatever the case may be. It, it was fine. It wasn't a bad match at all. It, it, you know, it it was what it was. But then, the main concern is so after the match, Bianca was having an interview backstage, and that's when she got jumped by, um, by Damage Control. So she was really like overselling. I I think it was maybe it was the knee again or something. She was she was selling something. And so I'm guessing this is just the way to exit her, give her a little bit of a break, and maybe rewrite her character a little bit when she comes back. Um, Quite possibly. I don't know. I have no idea where this is going to go to, but that is going to be very significant, and we're going to see in the future where this leads. Okay, I looked at my notes again, and Eos guy did hit Bianca with a chair to her knee. So just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Now, the next segment, although it went three minutes, it was still significant because when we saw the Street Profits defeating the OC, we saw a new side of the Street Profits. They seemed a little bit more uh, rugged. They seemed a little bit more, I don't know, I I wouldn't say heelish, but they were definitely just more focused on beating down their opponents and saying, hey, that's it. They were not too flashy, they were not too fun, they were just more about you know, pounding them down and getting the match over with, Um, which makes sense because Bobby Lashley is paired up with them and I don't know what kind of faction they're going to be, I I have no idea. Um, The last time we've seen Bobby Lashley paired with two other men, which was the Hurt Business and we all love the Hurt Business, it got us through the pandemic, it was fantastic stuff. And I am still upset that they're not a thing because Shelton Benjamin definitely needs more airtime. Cedric Alexander definitely needs more airtime. MVP with Omas is not it. Uh, it's not my cup of tea at least. So, you know, at least we got Bobby Lashley paired with two other guys. And I think it's going to be dope. I think it's going to be um, an interesting side of the Street Profits. I mean, a year ago we were debating if they were going to break up. And if Montez was going to get a single push and we were, we were basically thinking this whole entire different scenario and they're still together. They're growing together and now they're paired with Bobby Lashley, which is a huge, huge deal. So I'm down to see where this goes. I am very, very invested in this storyline. Now, before we get into the main event, there was a backstage promo between Paul Heyman and Kayla Braxton. And all she wanted to know was, what is the update on the bloodline? Because Jay Uso super kicked Jimmy Uso because Jimmy costed Jay the match with Roman, where he was about to win. Uh, Roman, who is just being Roman, solo being solo. But Jimmy and Jay, man, they're going back and forth. Is is Roman cool with Jimmy? Or is he not? Everything is just all up in the air. Especially Jey Uso. Deuces. Uses. He is out of the WWE. The man quit. The man quit last week. Is there an update on the bloodline? And then Paul, you know, was uh, kind of fucking around a little bit. He wasn't really answering too much. He was just being Paul Heyman. And then he got a phone call And he said, Jimmy Uso will be kind of answering that question next week. And then the crowd was like, ah, shit. Because the crowd is getting all uh, riled up for it. But we will hear from Jimmy Uso next week. And maybe we'll get a little bit more of an answer on where is the bloodline standing. Now, of course, we know, I know, I'm... I'm buying into it right now. I'm kayfabing in it right now. I know that Jey Uso is still part of the WWE. I get it. We all know that. So don't go at me in in uh, on Twitter or in the or in some sort of reviews or anything. Don't 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 go at me. I get it. I know he's not actually gone. I get it. I fully understand it. But we're buying into it. We're buying into it because this is the storyline. This is the bloodline. We're just having fun, okay? So that's a little bit of a little message to you folks out there. All right. Um. But I think this is, uh, this is very interesting. So we will see what Jimmy Uso has to say next week. Do you think that he's going to say that he is a part of Roman's crew again? Or do you think he's going to try to carry on what Jay's been doing and try to battle Roman? Because in Jimmy's eyes, he's not the bad guy here. But in everyone else's, Jimmy is a bitch. He costed his brother the WWE undisputed, longest-named title ever, uh, He costed him a potential of being the tribal chief, the head of the table. He costed him finally putting Roman away. So everyone else thinks Jimmy's a bitch. Hashtag Jimmy Uso's a bitch. But he thinks he is doing right. So stay tuned for next week. But... Finally, getting into the main event, we had Edge taking on Sheamus for his 25th anniversary. Now, I was trying my very best to kind of just not think too much into it. Because if you go on any social medias, if you hear from any other sort of news website, you would call them, all of them clearly state that this could be Edge's last match. Everyone said, oh, this is Edge's last match, he's going to leave WWE, he's actually gone, his contract is expiring, and he's going to go to AEW. He's going to debut on Collision, he's going to this and that. Listen, I very much believe he is probably going to stay in the WWE, because I feel like he is not going to just be like, uh, he's not going to be like Jay and give the give the ooses deuces or deuces ooses whichever he's not gonna do that and bounce randomly because it was promoted as his twenty fifth anniversary. Wouldn't it be kinda weird if he just kinda never was heard from again and left after that match? That's weird, man. It's it's very weird. He's not gone. He's not going to AEW and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel like he is going to have a retirement tour. And, yes, some people may say he's already in it, but I feel like it's going to be more acknowledged. He's going to come out there. He's going to say, this is going to be my last match. He's going to have a promo. He's probably going to have a buildup at uh, at a certain event, maybe WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam. It's going to be at a bigger event. And I get it. He's in Toronto. It's his hometown. But it's a, it's just a SmackDown, and it's his anniversary. He's going to have his last match. And also his last match being Sheamus. That's very fucking random. So, listen, Marks. I'm I'm, I'm saying I think there's more left to the Edge story. It's not done yet. Don't worry about it. Don't get all freaked out about it. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think there is more. Now to wrap up this episode and by the way that was a fantastic match that was a fucking great match produced by the wwe we don't see a match like that in wwe too often it's usually a lot of rest holds a lot of lockups a lot of submissions a lot of just bread and butter wrestling moves but this was fun a lot of false finishes it was an entertaining match now What I wanted to announce is this weekend when I get with Cordell and I get with Neil, pretty boy Thomas himself, we are going to go over the week of wrestling. We're going to be chit-chatting. We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff, and I think we are going to talk a lot about Edge. We're going to celebrate 25 years of Edge, so go ahead, and we will see you this weekend probably on Sunday, so (laughs) stay tuned for that. Anyway, I am Dean Walker at ninety nine Dean Walker. You can find us at Pod Marking Out on Twitter and Instagram at Marking Out Network on TikTok. And I really hope you enjoyed this kind of a fresh week of uploads. I'm trying to do a very quick review of Raw, quick review of Dynamite, and quick review of SmackDown. I'll try to throw in Collision. I'll try to throw in Rampage and NXT eventually, but that is a lot. Right now, I am just trying to do something different. I'm trying to do quick recaps of all the shows so you can listen to it like on your way to work the next morning or something, you know? Um, And then that way on the weekend, we don't have to go over like six wrestling shows. We can just go over things we want to talk about. It's not going to be so heavy on this is what happened at this time. This is what happened on the next one. It it won't be so boring. I, I feel like the weekend was so boring But now it's going to be more freed up and it's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed this new format. Go ahead and tell us. Please leave a rating, a written review. You can hit us up on social medias or email us. We have everything down below. Tell us how you feel about this new week of uploads. We're about to hit our 200th episode as well. So a lot of crazy shit um, about to happen. So things are changing for the marketing Out Network. We are on TikTok, YouTube. We're doing a lot of things with videos. I know this was not a video heavy week this was more of an audio heavy week but at the same time like i said we're transitioning we're trying new things i'm doing new things i'm also trying to balance a lot of other stuff out so we're in a transitional phase but yes please let me know if you like the quick quick recaps oh boy anyway i will see you tomorrow thank you goodbye